Hi, welcome to this week's Ask Austin. Today I'm talking to Pavna from Artisanry Co about her Makers Network. Hi Pavna, how are you today? I'm very good, thank you. How about you, Austin? Yeah, great, thanks. Thanks for taking the time to speak to us today. So, you are the owner and CEO of Artisanry. Do you want to tell us a bit about the company? Uh, yes, um, so Artisanry is a social enterprise. We have a, what is called as a kick model. And the idea of Artisanry was born out of two requirements. We found a gap in the market where uh, we couldn't find an e-commerce platform, an online platform that worked for the makers or artisans or crafters. There are lots of them out there, uh, Itzy and not on the high street and Amazon and various other, but these are all platforms that work for themselves and use makers to sell on the platform. So most of them or all of them do, don't have a model where they put the money back into the communities these artists and uh, makers come from. So uh, we wanted to fill that gap. We wanted to create a company that had CSR at the heart of everything we did. So we wanted to create a company that uh, worked for the makers and a platform that worked for them. So that was the main driving force behind it. The second reason was that uh, we wanted to go beyond an online uh, shop and create a community of makers across the country. So this is a nationwide platform. We only promote UK-based makers. And uh, we wanted to uh, bring cross-pollination of makers across different parts of the country and across different uh, uh, disciplines as well. There is no reason why a potter must only be mentored by a potter, for example. You know, you should have the ability to, uh, to find somebody who has the right kind of experience in a different part of the country and be able to speak to them and, and be mentored by them or have the experience that will help somebody else. So we wanted to bring these thing, two things together. So Artisanry is an e-commerce online platform. That's the commercial side of the business. It is, um, uh, it is the side that would generate the income for us, to, um, for us to do our social impact, which is the community of people. And it's almost a grassroots movement uh, that is taking art and craft back to the heart of local communities. So obviously we met when we worked together in financial services um, and you've obviously set up Artisanry. What made you, what made you come up with the idea of this? Um, I've worked in financial services for a long time and worked for lots of big financial services, which meant um, I, I just didn't find that I was creating value with, with my work. And for a long time, it niggled at the back of my mind. I wanted to be able to do something that would give me the financial independence and also be able to create value in the society. Um, and last year, it just was one of those junctures where I thought if I didn't do it now, then maybe I wouldn't get a chance. So um, artisanry has been an idea in my mind for a long time. Um, so I thought, you know what, let's take a break. Let's try and set it up and see where we go from it. And after working in financial services for so long, it's also made me realize that it is entirely possible to create a business within a social enterprise model because a social enterprise is not a charity. We, we are set up to make profit, but the difference is that CSR is the heart of what we do. And uh, we, we run a lean business, which means that the profits can go back into the community and sustain it. 
and, uh, and and that's that's the biggest driver for me to be able to um, to be able to create value with what I did, uh, what I do, and I didn't find that in financial services anymore. Yeah, I mean it's obviously quite a difference to to what you're used to. I, I guess one of the big issues, um, I think, you kind of touched on it there, is people's understanding of what social enterprise is all about. Because I must admit, um, I always thought social enterprise was a charity, um, but you know you've obviously explained the differences there so so that's really good um so in terms of is it just yourself that's involved in the business have you got anyone else that, that helps you run it um i'm the only person who's doing it full time and i've now been doing uh, full time come a year in august um my husband uh, is the other director and he brings in a lot of knowledge with, uh, with the industry. He comes from pensions industry, so he has a lot of governance knowledge. And he brings that in and he looks after a lot of the administrative part of the work. Uh, but on the ground, I also have uh, a developer who's working full time on developing the website. So we've released two phases. We are on the third phase now. Um, I also have a, a content writer. Uh, so she she works full time for me, and um, I've just recently uh, employed another uh, marketing company to do research on the target market for us, because I'm quite well aware that um, one of the challenges that we face is how to bring the customer footfall into it, because we are going up against the likes of Etsy's and Amazon's, and uh, we are that small we're we are nothing at the moment and we we need the might of a marketing company to help us build a brand build uh, our name out there do some pr tell people about what we are all about and most importantly explain to people what a social enterprise is um and and it's almost uh, i'm constantly banging my head against the wall with funders and with uh, various uh, council bodies to say i'm not a charity and they don't give a second thought and they never give us any funding because we're not a charity. So, um, so marketing is a big, big spend. So I've got a marketing company. So I've got a few people working there again on a project to project basis, because I don't have the money to retain somebody on a month to month basis. Um, I've also got some more part-time help from a couple of videographers. I've got a girl who works in the university or sorry, studies in the Queen Margaret's University. She's my videographer. I've recently hired another videographer. Our number of videos that we're doing for people is going up. So I've got her on a project-to-project basis. And I've got one more person who helps. Uh, Nick, you've spoken to him. He has been hosting the Coffee Morning, so he's a volunteer. So, yeah, so that's the motley group of people we have. Uh, but, uh, yeah, everybody is dedicated and they're quite, uh, it, it's an exciting journey to be all and be in the starting phase of a business. And it's, it's quite amazing to see it develop. And in the last six weeks that I've had a content writer, a marketing company, and um, a few other very uh, dedicated resources, I've seen the change in the pace of the business itself. That's great. Obviously, you do a lot on social media, um, Facebook, Instagram, bit of LinkedIn as well. Um, you mentioned the coffee, the virtual coffee morning that I I attended the other day. Um, so we're doing a bit of work with that. It's great being able to, from my perspective, give a bit of my experience back to these people to try and help them um, get better at taking photos, for example. Um, so you're doing a lot of that kind of thing. You're being very proactive. Uh, and getting information out to these guys. What else are you doing to help them at the moment? Because obviously these guys have all been hit really bad because people are obviously at home, they're probably not spending the money, 
you know, you know what you're doing to help them at the moment? So uh, when all of this started, I went around and I sort of spoke to as many people as possible, trying to understand what was the need of the hour. And it was quite sad to see uh, livelihoods coming to an end, especially with people who didn't have studios in their homes, so they couldn't access work at all. So that's how the idea of the virtual coffee came up. And we thought initially, let's get them together. They're feeling down. Uh, let's have a chat about it and see what the other person is doing, if there is something to motivate them. So that's how it started. And uh, then a little bit more research and we thought, okay, everybody's sitting at home. Let's how about some photography of, of the stock that they already have because we need to keep feeding the social media despite the lockdown. In fact, the need is even more at this time. So that's where you came in. And uh, so month of April, we've dedicated to uh, bringing uh, specific skills. So there's a videographer, then, then you come back again, talk about how to take videos on smartphone. Then we have the videographer talking about the power of a storytelling. Then we have our uh, marketing, uh, the girl who uh, writes my content, she's coming over one coffee to discuss how to write powerful content and why we must continue to write and feed the social media despite not working or not being able to produce anything new. So she's coming in. And in May, we have sort of decided our focus is going to be on um, how art creates value in uh, with, with vulnerable individuals. So uh, we have a few makers who work with uh, youth, some people who work with mental health, uh, uh, mental, mental health patients and, you know, create value from their art in that particular way so um whether we continue with the coffee or not is totally dependent on the lockdown if the lockdown lifts we perhaps can't do the coffee anymore but we will constant we will continue to focus uh make it a week on uh the value of art so we've got a few makers lined up for that so we're doing that and all of this the idea is to bring all of these people on a very even keel from their marketing point of view and uh, until, until now, most platforms uh, say that, okay, you have to pay us an X amount of money to get for us to be able to market you. And we want to do things differently. Being a social enterprise, we have the luxury to do it. And we say we want to give everybody a very even marketing grounds. And after that, it is up to the customer and it is up to your own skills, how you sell yourself. But we will market everyone exactly the same way. So, um, for that particular reason, we are uh, we are asking social enterprises, other social enterprises and charities to join us as well. And, um, uh, you know, if they work with vulnerable group and produce something, artwork, that they need to sell, we would be happy to post that for them and take it online. So that's one of the services that's not available anywhere at the moment. And uh, most of these social enterprises and charities have a very small local market that they can go to. So we want to bring that in. So these are a few things that we are trying to do, um, given the challenges most of our makers are facing at the moment. Great. So if we've got makers who are potentially interested in joining the network, what do they need to do? Is there a cost involved? How do they get access? No, um, at the moment, uh, there is absolutely no cost, no financial outlay at all. So we've got two packages that are, that are live at the moment. One's a basic package, costs you nothing at all. You get in touch with us through our email, Facebook, any of the social media channels or through the website or just fill in the join us form. And we will, uh, once we've vetted your work and the fact that you live in UK, you work in UK and you're an artisan, because that's one thing that I'm very, very conscious that I want to promote true artisans here. 
and the definition needs to stay, uh, you know, the benchmarking needs to be very clear. So uh, once we vetted you, we would put you on the community page, which is a part of our, um, it's, a, it's a Facebook, Instagram, Quora rolled into one sort of community that we have. The idea is that you will, over a course of time, have training material on it. There'll be resources that you can access. You can get mentorship. You can get help, so on and so forth. So that's, there's no cost to that. And uh, uh, we are actively asking makers to join us for the basic package. The next one is a premium package, which is a package to sell on the online platform. And again, there is no cost to it at this stage. One, because we're not selling yet. We will not sell for another six weeks or so. Uh, but once we start selling as early adopters, we are anyways not charging anybody joining fee, which is £120 a month, including that. Uh, we will only charge them 11% commission uh, flat out on whatever they sell. And at the end of uh, 2020, we will give all of these people an option to either stay with us or walk away, depending on how they found the platform. And at that stage, if they decide to join us, they can pay us the uh, joining fee and uh, you know join us formally. But we're asking makers to come and give us a try um, meet with us, speak to us. Uh, we're very, very keen to help. We want to make your stories um, accessible on social media to all your customers and, you know, uh, and, and be able to tell people uh, who, who you are, not just of what you do. Um, and uh, so, yes, most everybody is welcome. There is no, absolutely no financial outlay at this stage. Great, excellent. And where do you see Artisanry being in the next sort of five years? What, what are your long-term aims? Uh, long-term plans. Um, so in the next, uh, let's say up to about three years, we hope to ramp up our, uh, the number of makers on the platform and we uh, want to get more staff in uh, to, to start working on the marketing of each of these makers who join us. But in about five years' time, we are very keen to go down a financing route and we, we are very keen to look at a finance product that we will be able to offer to our makers. Now, it's too, too early, too premature to talk about it, but in about five years' time, we hope to be able to provide nanofinance to the partners on our website or the makers who will become our partners on, the web, on our platform. And again, um, too premature to talk about it. It needs FCA requirement. It has a FCA uh, approval required. So it is a long drawn process and we are working on it on the background. But uh, in five years time, hopefully we will also become a brand that both customers and makers will reckon with. Customers for the quality and makers for the business development help that we can give each, each, each of them. Yeah, I guess it's just about building up that trust over time. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, great. Well, listen, partner, thanks very much for your time. Appreciate it. I'll leave details of how people can find you in the post. Um, but thanks again for your time. Thank you very much, Austin. It was great. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thanks to Pavna for today's chat. If you don't already subscribe, please click the button above and subscribe to the channel. Until the next time.